Welcome to Changed for Good, Life Elevated Through Christ with LSI Studios. In this podcast, we explore the ways in which Jesus Christ can make a lasting and elevated change in our lives. Because of Him, we can become more than we were and also receive grace for where we are on our journey. I'm your host, Britta Benyon. Today, I have Cheryl Smith with me. Thank you so much for being here, Cheryl. Thank you. It's my pleasure. We're so excited to have you, and I'm um, thrilled to hear more about you and your story because you sent me some information, and that, but it wasn't finished. <laughs> so <laughs> I didn't get the rest of the story, so this will be good. So I think what we'll do is we'll jump into, um, well, tell us a little bit about yourself now in this phase of your life. Tell us about where you are. Well, now I am a great-grandma. I have about 13 great-grandkids. And awesome. a lot of grandkids, 25 maybe. I don't even know. I have lost track. <laughs> but uh, my first husband passed away 17, year, 17 and a half years ago. And I remarried um, a wonderful man. We've been happy now for our 16 years that we've been together married. And we have a wonderful life. And... We enjoy our family and doing family things. We're always involved in a lot of family things. It's wonderful. I know you do have a lot of family in the area, which is awesome. It's always exciting. So I know, so again, I said you sent me information about your story, and I know that you shared with me, you shared with me some of your um, upbringing and how you were born and raised in the church, however, um, that didn't last necessarily, (laughs) right? And I know you had a... Um, a lot of moves happening, and then, and which had a lot to do with your father, right? Because he had, um, he was an alcoholic. Yeah, my, right? my real father was an alcoholic, okay. and my mother divorced when I was only three months old, so I didn't yeah. oh, ever that's right. know him. Yes. And I was nine years old when she remarried another okay. recovering alcoholic. Mm. Yes, and so then that was lots of moves happening, right? And right. then when you um, were about high school age, you landed in Mesa, Arizona, right? Right. Okay. And so, um, and I think um, I love this story that you had to share with me about how this is kind of where you were able to come into the church and not not right off the bat, right? At this point, you hadn't been going um, for a lot of your childhood, um, but now you're a high school student. And um, why don't you tell us a little bit about what that looks looked like? What happened for you? Well, when I first went to Mesa High, when we got there, I did meet a friend, and a girlfriend, and she and her family had just moved there from North Carolina. They had were converts to the church, and they wanted to move to Mesa to be around more members. And um, she sort of latched on to me. Mm-hmm. I wasn't good at really making good friends because we moved so much. I just didn't bother. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, But she just wouldn't seemed to let me go. So we became oh. good friends. And she said to me, oh, about a week later, she said, are you taking seminary? And this was the second semester of my sophomore year when I arrived there. I said, no, I'm not taking seminary. Why should I take seminary? And well, she kind of said, well, you can get a good grade. And I thought, well, I really need that because I was not doing well with <laughs> oh. all our moves. Yes. And uh, So anyway, I signed up and I took seminary. My mother didn't even know I took seminary all those years. I never even told her. Oh, wow. But um, (laughs) the first year, yes, I was the rebellious teen who would not participate at all. But I did go. (laughs) I showed up. 
And I actually passed the class. And so the next year, I thought, well, I'll take it again because it seems like I could get a grade there, a good grade and pass. That was really important. <laughs> That's awesome. And, uh, well, and let me interrupt you real quick just to explain. Seminary is basically a scripture study class that happens um, for high school age students and within our church. And sometimes it happens early in the morning and um, other places there's enough students where they can have it as part of the school day, which I think was the case for you, right? Yeah. yeah so, so yeah, so you could get a grade through yeah. the high school and everything. Yeah. So that's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. It's called release time. And that, so oh, that's right. I signed up and took it my junior year and I was studying the New Testament and um, Brother Noble was my seminary teacher. And I think about halfway through, I started actually volunteering to read a scripture, which I had never done before, <laughs> and even offering to say a prayer when they asked for a volunteer, and even attempting to lead the music, <laughs> which I wasn't very musical at all. And uh, I was starting to enjoy participating, and I was feeling this special spirit that was changing my heart. I could feel it changing my heart. And I just, all of a sudden, I wanted to be better. I wanted to be a better person. And I wanted to be able to maybe go to the temple one day. And uh, nobody in my family had been to the temple. And I had five older brothers, one younger, four older, one younger. And they had never gone on missions. And they had all left the church when they were in their early teens. And so our, I would say our family was quite dysfunctional is what it was. Mm, yeah. But I went to church a lot with my mother through all the years. She stayed active her whole life. And uh, so anyway, I remember dating a boy, a boy in the, when I first got there, I was a sophomore, and he was not a member of our church. And he said, oh, you're probably one of those Mormons that wants to be married in the temple. And I said, no, not necessarily. <laughs> I had actually no idea of why that. I didn't really care. Mm -hmm. And so then uh, my junior year, I started dating another young man, and he was a Baptist, and he was taking Protestant seminary, and I was taking LDS seminary. And um, after we'd been dating for several months, we started kind of talking about all oh, marriage and things. And I said, well, I'm not ever going to marry someone that's not a member of my church. And he said, well, that's not ever going to happen. And I said, <laughs> well, we'll see. And so <laughs> we continued to date, but we broke up a lot because of our differences in religion. Mm -hmm. And I was set on certain things and he didn't really, his parents were very staunch Baptists and yeah. that was a problem for their family. Hmm. And, but anyway, then our senior year came around and we were getting more serious, but I was still having lots of conflict and doubts about this. And of course, then I was taking early morning seminary and I was taking release time seminary because hmm. I wanted to be able to graduate from seminary. Oh. That seemed to be the most important thing in my life at that time. I didn't care about anything else, but I was going to graduate from seminary. Oh, that's cool. And uh, this brother Skinner, who was my teacher both times, those, those, he was, he really kind of was a hardcore teacher. I mean, he 
told us how it was, and I really thought I was going to hell, and I was never going to make it. Wow. But I just really hung in there, and I thought, okay, I'm just going to do my best. But uh, I felt so unworthy, and I didn't feel like I was as good as the other students, you know. But I stayed there, and I graduated, and that was like a huge thing for me. And my mother didn't even know I took seminary till I graduated. (laughs) (laughs) But uh, she worked so hard, she just didn't have time to supporting us. And, And, of course, my stepdad didn't work that much because he would go on these drunks and lose his job and mm-hmm. so she was like supporting another child almost yeah, you yeah. know and so uh anyway after 10 years of her married marriage to my stepdad my senior year they decided to she decided that she'd had enough because he was I don't know he was just trying to kind of come between me and my mother and tell me who I could date and who I couldn't date and mm. and I told my mother I am I'm going to leave if if he doesn't leave I'm not going to put up with him anymore mm. and she said well he'll leave before you will and oh. she divorced him but wow. <laughs> she was very uh loyal to all of us kids mm. we came first in her life no matter what mm. so anyway <laughs> That was uh, that was kind of the beginning. My my boyfriend, who wasn't not my husband at the time, we broke up, and I was finally done with him. <laughs> and he took the missionary lessons, and he joined the church. And uh, well. not sure he was totally converted, but he knew that I wasn't going to have any more to do with him. And uh, <laughs> so we ended up gradually getting back together again. And uh, my parents got divorced, and I really liked my stepdad a lot. He was really good to me, mm-hmm. and he brought a lot of good things into my life. But um, anyway, I was so insecure after their divorce, and I just didn't think my mother could take care of me, and I didn't know what I was going to do. Mm-hmm. I, she did get me in cosmetology school, so I went there, and... Uh, I got my license. She threatened me if I didn't stay, stick with it. <laughs> oh, yeah. So I knew I had to get that license no matter oh. what. And I actually ended up loving it. Good. And uh, yeah. so I ended up graduating from there. And then it was just a, like a month after that. No, I, I actually got married before I graduated. Mm. We got married in February of that next year. And... We got married in the church. We didn't get married in the temple at first. And um, I just didn't feel right. I just didn't feel like my life was complete. And I kept saying, I really want to get married in the temple. And he was a little mm, not so sure about that. Mm-hmm. And it uh, seems like it just, it, I just felt like I wasn't really married. I wanted to be sealed in the temple. <laughs> And so six months later, we finally, we kept going to church. We were active, and uh, we got our temple recommend and got to go to the temple and be sealed to each other. And we didn't have any family because his family was not members 
and they were against everything that we did. Yeah. And my mother couldn't go because she'd never been to the temple. And uh, so we did that, and that made me feel so much better, really wow. more secure and like I was complete. I had this eternal family. Yeah. And uh, you're sealed for time and all eternity in the temple, which is... And you were taught what the what the importance of that was probably through all of your seminary classes, right? Like initially you didn't yeah. care, but once you understood what that really meant, mm-hmm. it became so important to you. And you had a testimony, I feel like, especially at this point in your life, of the gospel and of Christ and of um, why we even have temples and why a temple marriage is, is important, which is... So beautiful. I don't know that I understood all of it, but I understood yeah. enough to know it was very important. Yeah. Something that I really needed to do and wanted to do. Mm-hmm. And uh, I felt like it made me complete. Mm-hmm. And I learned more as I, as the years went on. I, You know, you continually learn. You never quit learning. Absolutely. I'm glad you bring that up because it's so true. We don't all understand and grasp it completely. <laughs> and when we're that young, I don't know, at least... I don't think I did either, you know, like it was, mm-hmm. but, but I love that we're acting on faith and we're acting on that, that, the, um, I guess you would say those promptings from the Holy Spirit that just kind of whispers, Hey, yeah, this is a good thing. This is super important. And we, we yeah. trust in that. And then, yeah, as you, as you go throughout your years, you, you gain more and more knowledge and understanding of what that really means, but it is, um, it does take faith, I, I guess, initially as you're, as you're taking these steps. I think that's so true. Yeah, that's exactly. I still feel that way to this yeah. day. As old as I am, I still feel like I'm yeah. learning and being reminded constantly of things that maybe I just, you know, not thought about for a while. Yeah. But uh, we ended up having a family, and um, we had our we had a, a daughter first. And our second child was a little boy. And my husband was ready to quit. He only wanted a couple kids, but we really hadn't discussed this. I just assumed he let me have all the kids I wanted. <laughs> and I really wanted 10 at that time. Oh, wow. And, uh, well, after two, he's like, I don't, I don't think so. And I'm going, okay, let's make a deal. If I have another girl, we'll quit. Because he really wanted boys. I said, he said, okay. He would he would go along with that. Mm-hmm. So, of course, I had five boys. I never had another girl. <laughs> <laughs> and by then, I was ready to quit. <laughs> because uh, there was eight years between my last one when I was about 30, and then the next one it was eight years later. Mm-hmm. So we went through a period of, of I tried and tried, but we just couldn't seem to have more. Mm-hmm. And... Uh, of course, there was a little story about, well, I think I missed a little part, too, because uh, after we we had three kids, I was expecting my fourth one, we had never had patriarchal blessings, which is something that we get from a patriarch that kind of gives us a little outline about our life and what we can that the Lord wants us to accomplish. Yeah, it's like a personal blessing yeah. specifically to you, yeah. And so there was cool. some really important things in mind, not significant, but it said that throughout your life you will be uh, asked by your bishop or state members to serve in certain 
capacities in the church, and you are always to accept these calls. And I thought, oh my gosh, I'd never done anything like that. And I thought, I'm scared to death. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't want to do that. But <laughs> I was called to do things, and I would say yes, and I was scared to death, and I'd do it. And because uh, I kept thinking about that blessing. Mm-hmm. And uh, I was even called in the Stake Relief Society, and I was petrified, and I did it. And I thought, oh, why does the Lord want me to do this? There are so many people that could do such a much better job. Why would he pick on me? <laughs> but I would just do it because I said, the Lord wants me to learn something. So I guess I'm just going to have to do it and pray and and hope he'll help me, you know? Yeah, well, and he does. I think that's such a beautiful thing about I mean, we call them callings in our church, right, where the Lord asks us to certain serve in a certain capacity. And I think that um, he knows a lot more about the ins and outs of why we do that than we do, you know. And yeah. I think a lot of it is that we grow so much personally mm-hmm. through those experiences because we're pulled out of our comfort zones. Like he is, yeah. he's pulling us along. He's like, yeah, you can do this. Yeah, you can. <laughs> right. And we, we have so much self-doubt, you know, especially when we think, you know, which is flawed, I think a lot of the time, but we think that everyone around us is so much more qualified and, you know, but, but he's like, no, you really have it in you. And, and you have so so much to offer. He knows that we all do in our own unique ways. And so it's such a neat and beautiful um, uh, program, I guess, that the Lord has established because this is a lay ministry. Like, no, we aren't getting paid. We're not, there's no perks other than blessings, really. And then, and then the bless, like the blessings of service and the love we get to feel for the people we, we serve and, and the way we can grow from it. Like, it's just a beautiful personal journey um, yeah. through it all. That's awesome. Well, there was for you. <laughs> uh, there was a uh, one time I know I was supposed to be giving a talk at one of our stake meetings, and I had studied and read everything I could get my hands on, prayed, mm-hmm. and I thought, oh my gosh, I'm this is just not coming together. Mm-hmm. I was so nervous, and I there was a meeting at the church, and they asked us all to come. An important speaker was going to be there. Mm-hmm. And I thought, I really don't, I really don't have time to go to that. i got to get this talk together. Mm-hmm. And I, at the last minute, I thought, no, I'm just going to go. They want us to be there. I'll go. So I went, I took a notebook and a, and a pen with me. And so while I'm sitting there, they finally get to the guest speaker, the important speaker that I really wanted to hear. And as soon as he started to speak, I just was flooded with everything I should say in this talk. I wrote my entire talk while he gave a talk. Wow. And I just couldn't believe it. When he was over, I thought, I just wrote my entire talk. And I know this is exactly what the Lord wants me to say. But if I hadn't gone to that meeting, I never would have been able to feel the spirit like that, you know, and so I knew that the Lord would help me, (laughs) even (laughs) though I had to do all the work ahead of time, and worrying, and praying, and studying, but the Lord would put it together for me, Mm -hmm. you know, and he did. Yep, which is so, (laughs) I don't know, so often, I think sometimes, (laughs) it seems like so often the way he works, he's like, it's like the 11th hour, you know, like those, those, 
feel it seems like the very last minute, but but he loves our effort, right? Like as our our prophet says, um, the Lord loves our effort as we're going through and struggling along the way. And and I think as, when he sees that kind of effort, he blesses us. He helps us out in the end. But it's but I don't know. Again, I think it's a lot for our growth as we as we struggle and as we pray and we battle it. You know, like he's he's helping us. I know. Um, as we go. <laughs> I knew that none of it was because of me. It was all because of the Lord. It wasn't, it wasn't yes. me at all. Yes. And I thought I could have never figured all this out oh, on my so own. Cool. Yeah. So anyway, I, I just really tried to do everything. Another thing that was important that my blessing had said to me, it was stay close to your children and always be a friend to them. Hmm. And I remember when I had my first child, well, I I stayed home for a couple weeks with her, and my husband said to me, when are you going to go back to work? And I said, I'm not going back to work. And he says, we we can't make it on one living. I said, well, we will just have to figure out a way, because I don't leave my children. I am a mother. I take care of my children. Mm. And that was another thing we had never discussed ahead of time. I was, my mother worked her whole life and I was always going to be there for my Mm. children when they came home from school or I was going to take care of them. We always were taken care of by someone else. And uh, that was just something I was going to do. Well, you know, having a lot of children, my husband was really not the type that was, he didn't enjoy being around a lot of confusion and children like that. He actually liked going to have two jobs. He could be away more. (laughs) And so I didn't mind it because I just wanted to be there and take care of my children, my home. I was very particular about everything getting done. I wanted everything neat, clean, organized, and I wanted my children taken care of and fed. And, I, you know, if they were sick, I wanted to be there with them. So... I just, uh, we kind of lived our whole life like that. I I did start doing some hair at home because ladies started calling me. Mm-hmm. And so yeah. I did, actually for 30 years, I did some hair in my home. Finally, he built a shop in one of our new homes when we built. Oh. And I, but it was, but I would get up early, early in the morning and make my house spotless clean, get my kids fed and off to school, have the house clean, I do most of it at night while they went to bed. And then so that I would be prepared to do ladies' hair when they mm. came. And then uh, I would do that, but always be done by the time they got out of school. Mm. And so I yeah. could go to their sports and all the things that they were involved in. Mm. And my husband would try to attend some of them, but he was a firefighter for the city of Mesa. and. They're on duty 24, then they're off several days. But he was an electrician on the days he was off. And so, no, he was a plumber, I mean, I'm sorry. He was a plumber. And so he worked a lot. Yeah. And uh, for the first few years that we were married, we weren't really good at paying tithing. We were so poor. And we we just weren't really converted to that particular law at the time and we didn't realize the blessings that come from it but we finally decided that we should start paying our tithing and we just sort of went on faith and paid it and it just it did not add up that we were going to be able to pay all our bills if we paid our tithing but we took it off the very first the very first and we tried to just hope for the best 
And by the time the end of the month came, he always got side plumbing jobs that made up for the differences. And so really, we never, ever slacked on that anymore. And we never went without and we always could pay our bills but it was always at the last minute like you say the 11th (laughs) hour you're kind of panicked and all of a sudden somebody would call because they needed a a plumber and we would make that extra money we needed and so so we we learned that the law of tithing is not really about money it's about being obedient Absolutely. And tithing in our church is 10% of your earnings right. um, goes to the Lord, right. which, you know, so we give it to our ecclesiastical leader, our bishop, and then um, it's used in maintaining buildings or whatever, right? Like lots of ways uh, tithing is used. But, um, but yeah, like it's a, it's a law that's very much, it's or not as much about money mm-hmm. as it is about faith and trust and the Lord wants to pour out blessings upon you if you are faithful to that. So that is such a neat story. I think some people think it's about money because they haven't really tried it Mm. and they haven't had the faith that the Lord will actually come through. And he comes through if you put your trust in him. And that's what we found out. Yeah. You know, and so anyway, we, um, our two kids became sort of preteen, a few teenagers, and I don't know, your our lives were sort of falling apart. Mm-hmm. Things were just not good. My husband and I weren't getting along. My kids were fighting. We just, yeah. we weren't actually reading our scriptures and praying like we should. Things were just, we weren't, we, sometimes we were good at family home evenings. Sometimes we weren't good at it. And, uh, so during that time, I, I just was so afraid that maybe we weren't going to even stay married. Mm. And I prayed and prayed to the Lord and poured out my heart, saying, how can you fix this? You know, I need help. And uh, so a month or so later, I end up pregnant again. And this was like seven and a half years after my last child. And I had just got these kids in school, and I was thinking, oh, maybe I don't want any more kids because I wanted two more. And I thought, maybe I don't want any more. And I get pregnant. And I think, oh, no, this is not the answer. (laughs) And anyway, for nine months, yes, I cried a lot. And thinking, what am I going to (laughs) do? And so it wasn't until I had that baby. I'm in the hospital. My daughter is 17 years old. She goes to the school and picks up all the kids, drives them to the hospital to see <laughs> this new baby. And uh, as soon as they saw that new baby, and we brought that child home, they fell in love with him. And uh, it kind of touches my heart because I feel like he's our miracle baby. Aww. He brought so much love into our home. And uh, my kids just quit fighting with each other. They were baby talking to this little baby and holding him and they all wanted him I could hardly get a chance to even hold him myself (laughs) they just wanted to have that baby with them constantly and uh as he got a little older he was two years old I remember my 
sentence, taking him to Gilbert High School, getting him a student body card, and then giving one. <laughs> and took his picture, and when they would have their wrestling matches or any of that, I would take him, we'd go watch him, watch him wrestle, and as soon as they were through, they'd run over and get him from me, and all the cheerleaders would run to him. Oh, he's so cute! And <laughs> they, just, they just loved him. Aww. And it, he brought so much love into our home. Everybody quit fighting. My husband and I started getting along great. And, you know, I, I realized back in the day, throughout your marriage, there are times when you can kind of fall apart. I mean, you feel like you're drifting or things aren't going right. And we disagreed a lot on discipline and, you know, just different things can happen. And But I realized that if you hang in there long enough, this too will pass and things will be good again. And I remember my my uh, older boys were kind of dabbling in, I think, some alcohol a little bit, mm-hmm. maybe some uh, a little bit of marijuana once in a while. They were they were kind of I'd ask them about things. And of course, they were not telling me the truth. Mm-hmm. And I knew they weren't. And so I said, OK, I said. Every morning at 6 o'clock, 6.30 maybe it was, we're all going to meet in the living room and we're going to read scriptures every morning because we hadn't been doing that. And so for the next two years, we read our scriptures. Sometimes they'd fall asleep, but they had to wake up to read. And they could (laughs) fall back asleep if they wanted. But uh, And we'd pray and we'd uh, we'd do that. Mm -hmm. And after two years of, of being consistent... Every one of them quit all of those bad habits and all the lying on, and everything that could be going on, they quit it all. Yeah. And I just know that that's because the Lord intervened. We were doing the right thing. Yeah. And my husband wasn't there that often because he was either going to the fire station or coming home after the kids were done and off to school. Mm-hmm. But I would just make them get up and do it. And I'd say, bring your pillow and blanket. I don't care. If you fall asleep on the floor, great, but you wake up to read your part. (laughs) And uh, that was an experience that taught me a lesson that how the Lord will work in your family when you do what he's asked you to do. Yeah. Yeah. And that's, um, oh, it's so, it seems so simple. Yeah. Like, so small. Like, what could that do, right? Is what, what our worldly brains think. You know, yeah. like, our our rationale is like, that that won't fix anything, right? Like, we think that it has to be this big, I don't know, intervention of some sort. And, um, and something as simple as, and I love that you just decided, no, we're going to do this. And I'm the mom here, and I'm going to make it happen, even if my husband's out because he's working, and that's okay. Like, I'm still going to do it. And I think that's such a such a great example to all of us, really, that there's there's power in scriptures, there's power in prayer, and there's power in doing it as a family. Yeah. Um, and doing it with your children. And I think, I mean, it's I feel like in all my years in the church, you know, we have our leaders speak to us, and that's brought up over and over and over again the importance of those practices as a family. Um, because I think the Lord does work those little miracles. When we're doing those really small, really simple things that, again, seem seem like they might not do anything good, you know, mm-hmm. and yet he's working in our hearts and in our minds. And somehow like that, 
that effort is is magnified. Yeah, you know, just like that scripture, by small and simple things, great things come about. That was a yes. great thing to me for my kids to turn their lives around, you know. Yeah. And, uh, I mean, we didn't, everything wasn't just totally great all the time. But right. I realized that I always went to the scriptures every time I got totally discouraged or mm-hmm. we weren't getting along. And I'd open the scriptures just wherever it opened and I would read and it was always something about marriage or, you know, clinging to your spouse or whatever. And I, because sometimes I thought I should, maybe I should just get a divorce, you know. I mm-hmm. think that. And I said, I will never do that unless the Lord gives me a confirmation that that is the right thing to do. Mm-hmm. And he never would do that. Yeah. So I, I would hang in there and things would get better. Wow. <laughs> yeah. But I can see how people sometimes make a little rash decision way too early, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah, and again, I feel like that's that's our, um, you know, our human brains at work, right? Like, it just seems like that would fix it, you know? And mm-hmm. it, it's so interesting because I just finished um, a book about, uh, it's by um, Eva Edith uh, Egger, and she was a Holocaust survivor, and she talked about her marriage and how she thought that that a divorce would would heal all the problems, you know, and and fix everything that was going on with her, and and she realized over time she actually got a divorce, and then they got remarried, <laughs> and she said she realized over time it wasn't her spouse. She's like, I had to change me. There was yeah. something in me that needed, and I think that that's so true in most marriages. I do realize there are some that that maybe um you know somebody's not willing to to make the change or whatever and so maybe they need to end but I think in a vast majority of the cases um it's just it's making little changes in ourselves and holding on and just Mm -hmm. keep going through the hard times Mm -hmm. and I do think you come out stronger in the end when you do because you're still together you still Mm -hmm. have each other and now you've overcome that hurdle and then this hurdle right Mm -hmm. like so you become so much stronger as a result and in the end and I think Again, the Lord blesses us for those, those, uh, those efforts and holding on. <laughs> I, I'm all. just so grateful for that because, you know, yeah. um, as our kids grew up and our youngest one, that one that was eight years later, and the other kid, the time he was eight years old, the other kids were pretty much grown and out of the house and doing their own thing. And my husband was a wonderful dad to that last kid because he had one hmm. child, and he could, he could just handle that pressure, <laughs> you know. And he was yeah. like the best dad ever. Went to every ball game. Went to everything he ever did. They were like best buddies. Yeah. And my kids would say, "You are not the same parents that raised us." <laughs> and we weren't the same parents because my husband and him would sit on the couch watching TV, and he'd have his arm around him. He never really took time to do that with the older kids because there was just too many for him to uh, to be able to deal yeah. with you know yeah and he was the baby of his family so he was used to being pampered he wasn't oh. used to yeah. all that responsibility mm-hmm. you know yeah and it sounds like maybe I don't know maybe this isn't true did he did his workload ease up just a little bit as time went on like did he have to work as much as he did in the earlier years yeah it did because he finally retired from the fire department mm-hmm. in Mesa and became the chief in Chino Valley oh, okay and then he was working 
40 hours a week and coming home every night. Okay, yeah, so that and makes was, a huge difference, too. It was a huge difference. <laughs> wow. Yes, we were doing much better, and he had more time, mm-hmm. and he wasn't always rushing from one job to another job. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, it, it really did ease up a lot of pressure. For sure, and I think that also we grow as the years go on personally, you know, like we talked mm-hmm. about a little bit, and I think... Um, even that has an impact on the way we're able to show up for our family. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so um, in some ways we, um, I don't know, somehow we're, we're maybe better in some ways and maybe not so much in others. I don't know. So maybe there's a, <laughs> a little bit of a, yeah. of a balance there, obviously. But yeah, I think that there's, um, there's some growth that can happen within us. We realize what's more important or where we um, I don't know. And I think that, like you said, it was probably helpful for him that he had just one <laughs> to, to, ma- to navigate, you know. That's well, so, you so know, sweet. Uh, just last week, that youngest one called me and he was, he was having some difficulties himself. Hmm. And he sort of confided in me about him. And, you know, I, I told him, I, I, for some reason, felt to tell him I've never told him what a miracle he was to our family. Aww. So I felt inspired to tell him that the problems we were having, and he was the miracle that brought us all back together. And uh, I said, so, you know, I, he's not really going to church or doing anything like that. He's just working hard and trying to keep it together, you yeah. know. Yeah. And I said, you know, you can always pray to the Lord because the Lord is the one that answered my prayer. And it wasn't the answer I wanted. So don't decide what the answer should be because it's probably not going to be what you want. Yeah. I said, but whatever it is, it might be the solution to fix your problem. Yeah. And so anyway, we talked for probably an hour on the phone. And uh, I think that was the blessing I'm getting as a mom of being a friend to my children and always being close to them. And I think I feel it makes me feel like my patriarchal blessing is being fulfilled all the time because I took that time. And the thing is, I loved being a homemaker. I loved cleaning my house. I loved taking care of my children. Mm-hmm. And I didn't mind bathing them every night to get them ready for bed, <laughs> you know. I didn't mind, and I was a tough mom, though. I They had chores, and they had to do them, and I made them do them, and they didn't get off very easily. You're a, you're a tough mom in a good way. <laughs> <laughs> they didn't get, to, you know, they had to really do what I told them to do, or they were in trouble, and they knew it. Yeah. And if they wanted extra money, we had a chore chart on the refrigerator, and it paid so much money for each job they mm. did. So mm-hmm. they had to do those ch- extra chores to get yeah. extra spending money. Mm-hmm. And uh, they they would do that. That's awesome. And, uh, well, I love, well, first of all, I love um, that story of how the Lord answers our prayers sometimes so unexpectedly because, um, like you said, you, I think you were like, this is not the <laughs> answer I was looking for. But yet the Lord knew it was, Amen. and he worked the miracle. Like, it's so, such a good reminder for us all that, that we can pray super hard and um, and think we know what will be the best um, solution, but really the Lord knows. And he, yeah. um, and if we're sincere and, uh, and willing, you know, he'll help us figure that out or provide the way. But um, 
I also love that, uh, you know, as you're talking about your patriarchal blessing, it was, they're so beautiful because they're so specific to you, mm-hmm. right? And so your say says certain things that's particular to you and what your life is going to be like, and somebody else's is completely different, right, into mm-hmm. what their life is going to be like. And so um, so for you like that, I you were you loved homemaking, and that's so so wonderful. And I think that there's some moms out there that I'm like, I'm not, I don't necessarily love homemaking. I actually like being, but at the same time, they love their kids and they're still good moms and they find their way, you know, and, and they're all, it's all just so unique and so wonderful that the Lord can work with us so individually. I think that's what's so neat about those blessings and about our relationship with him Mm -hmm. is if we have that relationship with the Lord, he can bless us in our individual way, the way that he knows we need. He knows our past. He knows Mm -hmm. what we've been through. He knows you know, the way that we maybe think because of that past, you know, like the way that we're kind of, and, and our strengths, he knows what we're capable of and, and who we can become because he knows us so intimately so well. Um, so I just, I think that's such a neat, um, again, reminder of what, what those blessings are and what our relationship to the Lord is like, because he's our, he's our parent, you know? Yeah. He knows so much about us and what, and what we can do and who we can become. I, I think it's, we just have to put our trust in him. We yeah. think we, you know, I'm pretty independent. I feel like I can make my own choices. And I do make my own choices. But mm-hmm. I like it when I feel good about the choices I'm going to make. Yeah. And I've prayed about it. And I I still feel like it's a good choice. You know, and the Lord lets me make those choices. And, of course, he lets me make a lot of wrong choices that I'm sorry I made. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but, uh, you know, uh, I don't always do the right thing. But I yeah. am so grateful for the law of repentance that we can repent and we can be forgiven. And we don't have to feel stifled. And we don't have to feel like, you know, I think sometimes we are around certain people that are negative in our life. And I have learned, I think it's my, I have to give my mother the credit for being, being the good mother that she is and has been her whole life because she always was my cheerleader, even when I didn't deserve it. She was my cheerleader. And so I know that kind of silently she was praying for me so many times that helped me through things, you know. Mm-hmm. especially as a teenager. But my mother did finally go to the temple, and she took out her endowments, and she was active in the church all of her life. Yeah. She came from a wonderful family. She just kind of made a wrong choice, but mm-hmm. we were always first in her life, no matter what bad yeah. choices she made. Mm-hmm. And, you know, and I, I have to give her a lot of credit for that, and she worked hard. And her, her, back in her day, her love for us was that she kept food on the table and yeah. a roof over our head. That meant love. Yeah. Today, we always say, I love you, I love you, I love you. Well, she didn't say that that much. No. But yeah. it was hard work mm-hmm. taking care of kids and her raising all of us by herself, basically. Yeah. And even when she remarried, she was basically raising him and the rest of us, you know? Yeah, yeah. And so... She was a very strong person. Yes. And uh, anyway, so we got our kids raised finally. They grew up, of course, and they, they're they not all active in the church that I would kind of 
really like, and I haven't lost faith that that won't happen still. Mm-hmm. But the one thing I can say is I couldn't ask for better kids. They have been wonderful to me always. Anything I need or ask them to do, they do it. They're kind. They never, never have been rude or mean or anything to me. Mm-hmm. They've been always wonderful teenagers and kids to to their mother thank goodness so (laughs) So I've been really blessed that way Mm -hmm. and uh even my youngest one uh you know as a teenager he was always like the star basketball player the star baseball player Mm -hmm. he was so good in sports when I would take him shopping we'd go to the malls and He'd always walk with me in the malls with his arm around me. And so many kids at that age, teenagers, they kind of don't want to be seen with their parents. <laughs> he would always just hang on me and Aww. have his arm around me. And I thought, gosh, this is just, he's so sweet, you know. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And uh, I just think that I've been extremely blessed in not so much monetary ways, but in love from my kids and they have married wonderful wives, and they're so good and respectful, and yeah. my grandkids, and it is just all paid off that they've been the wonderful kids that they are, yeah. you know? Absolutely. We went through those stages, those teen stages, but you have to get through that. <laughs> <laughs> yep, it's true. And then it gets better. Uh, In some cases, yes. I've talk to people that maybe it isn't so good for them and their grown kids, but yeah. it has been wonderful for me. Yeah, that's so good. And uh, I'm so glad you uh, you brought up your mom again because I did want to bring her back up. I think it's such a sweet, um, you know, how you're, uh, I guess, your, your honor of her that, um, because it really is incredible the way that she um, was such a strong influence in your life throughout, you know, and, and in staying active in the church, which sounds like it was not easy to do, you know, necessarily, um, in her situations, but, but I think, um, yeah, what a testament to her and her dedication to you guys, which is, is so, so sweet. Um, is there anything else you want to share or, um, I don't know, last experience that you didn't get to, um, before we close? Well, one of the, the things, you know, with all the trials in life, you wonder sometimes. And uh, in my husband's patriarchal blessing, at the kind of at the end of it, it said, you have said that you would like to travel, and I would admonish you to go on a mission and with your wife, you know. Hmm. And so, actually, through all those trials, my husband had always saved up and made it figured out a way that one day we could serve a mission. And so after our kids were all grown out of the house, we did get to serve a mission. And because uh, he didn't serve a mission as a young boy. Yeah. And uh, we had a wonderful experience. And we were so close during that. That was probably the greatest time of our whole marriage as far as oh. me. I just felt like we had each other. And it was a wonderful feeling to be mm-hmm. that in love with each other again after Aww. going through so many trials in life. Yeah. And so, um, and then he passed away like uh, two or three years after that. And mm. uh, I have been blessed to remarry a good man who is very active and 
he honors his priesthood, which is so important to me that he's such a good person. And the amazing thing to me is, and a blessing, is his kids are so good to me, and my kids are so good to him. Yeah. We have no conflict, and that is such, a, just such a blessing. And I think the Lord has rewarded me for hanging in there. <laughs> <laughs> and even though he did have to take my husband, he's he's rewarded me with such a good life. Yeah. So I just feel so blessed. That's wonderful. (laughs) Oh, and I think it's, um, I don't know, it's a a good testament of who you are and who you've become and and the way that you've stuck it out, you know, like you, and, and in, and in a good way, like you, you've had so many beautiful experiences along the way mixed with all of the challenges, right? Like it's, it's, that's kind of how life goes, you know, and we have a lot of, of both, but, but yeah, like I think, um. When you get to you, your phase in life, it's so neat to look back and be like, oh, I am so blessed. And yeah. there's so much good yes. in in all the mess. <laughs> so. and you, you know, and through all those years of growing up, I could have I drank, I could have smoked, I could have done all these things. My mother and dad did drink coffee, my, da- my stepdad smoked. I could have done all these things, mm-hmm. but I had no desire to do those things. And uh, matter of fact, I had a great desire to never do them because I'd seen how it destroys families. Yeah. And uh, I just, I feel like uh, that was another thing in my patriarchal blessing. It said that I had the gift of good health. And I have always had good health. And I think it's because of the word of wisdom that we live with no teas, coffee, you know, alcohol, these kind of things. Mm-hmm. And we try to keep our bodies clean. It doesn't mean that everybody that lives that is going to have good health. Because my husband lived it, but he did die of cancer. Mm-hmm. And so, and the husband yeah. I'm married to now, his wife died of cancer. And I know she lived that law. Yeah. But my blessing did say that, that I, would, I had the gift of good health, and I have. Mm-hmm. And uh, so that's another great blessing that came from that. But uh, I just had a desire and I and I knew that everything in that blessing is predicated upon obedience mm-hmm. and yeah. if I wasn't obedient they may not come to pass mm-hmm. I need to be obedient to everything in order for the Lord to bless me yeah to the best of your capacity right like you yes. said we're all imperfect we, right. we we mess it up and then we could repent which right. thank goodness right for the atonement of Jesus Christ but but yes it's a um, there's so much choice involved too. There we, is. We're able to, to choose even repentance. That's a choice. Mm-hmm. So, <laughs> yeah. Well, thank you so, so much, Cheryl. It's been such a pleasure. And, um, I, I loved, like I said, I loved hearing your story. It was, um, and is inspiring and, um, I appreciate your time and, oh. and thanks for being who you are. Well, thank you for having me and, uh, giving me this opportunity to, to actually reflect and write down some things that I that have meant a lot to me in my life. And so yeah. I, I appreciate that opportunity that you've given me. Yeah, well, thanks again. You've been wonderful. <laughs> we'll see you soon. Okay. I want to thank our guest again for being here today. I pray that as you listened, the Spirit whispered to you the specific actions you can take as you move forward in your daily life. I know Christ is there, 
and that following those promptings will bring you closer to Him and to lasting and elevated change. May God be with you in your journey. To find out more, visit us at lsistudios.com and to learn more about The Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, visit comeuntochrist.org or reach out to us.